Welcome to the shit show of my 20s. My name's Sophia. I'm a 20-year-old from California. I'm a loan officer by day, podcaster on the weekends. I started this podcast back in April when I got furloughed from my job for about three months. And I was like, okay, I could sit on the couch and wait for my job to come back. Or I can go and start the podcast I've always been wanting to start, but been too scared to hit the record button for So I decided to go with the second option and it wasn't easy at first. It was very uncomfortable. I remember shaking before my first interview and thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to ask her? What if this doesn't go well? But I'm so incredibly happy that I just hit record. Even though I wasn't ready, I just said fuck it and hit record. And I think we can all use a little more of that in our life versus trying to overthink it and trying to plan it and make sure it's perfect. Just saying fuck it and starting it anyways. So that's kind of been my theory for the past year or so. And I'm so glad that I've just fully stepped into that theory. I've interviewed over 100 people since April. It's been incredible. And I've interviewed so many people from like singers to celebrity stylists to real estate investors to therapists to so many incredible people. (laughs) So many. It's just so many stories that I feel like I take away something from every person. And I can't really pick favorite ones because I really love them all. But I am so glad that I get to do this. And I'm so glad that I get to share these conversations with you guys. And my goal with a podcast is to let you know that we all go through shit shows. We all go through crazy moments and go through all these moments of why is this happening to me? What am I meant to learn from this? And to really inspire you guys to get out of your own way and just do whatever it is you want to do. And I really hope these conversations resonate with you. I would really love to connect with you on Instagram. My Instagram's the shit show of my 20s. And I would love for you to leave a review on Apple and just give me some feedback. Feel free to send me a message about any episodes you'd love to hear. Today's guest is Kelsey. I love chatting with her. We talk about what inspired her to start her company, Sweat CBD, how CBD has helped her with her anxiety, how she gets past the blocks that people may have around using CBD products. And we go into how to step out from hiding behind your product, how we don't need to have it all together, how we're allowed to figure it out, and so much more. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. Let's get started. So thank you so much, Kelsey, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. I love to start, how have your 20s been like so far? Feel free to include any shit show moments. Let's start there. Oh my God. Okay, well, first of all, it feels like me at 20, like I feel like that's not even me. Like that's, it's not, it's just not the same person. It can't be. Like I feel like every single year of my 20s was like a complete, transformation. So like from 20 to 21 was huge, 21 to 22, like so on and so forth. At the beginning of my twenties, I was in college. I was a wild, crazy party girl. I was, I mean, literally, and I will say it without shame. I was wild and (laughs) it, I wouldn't take it back. I mean, I'm glad I got it out of my system young. And I was also really struggling at the beginning of my 20s. I had an eating disorder and I was also very, really, really heavily medicated because of anxiety. So I feel like honestly, the first like 20 to 23-ish was uh, kind of a fog. Like, Like I said, just the combination of those three things just wasn't good. So major shit show, I guess you could say. And then at 23, I moved to, I moved to Texas 
at 20 from, I'm sorry, I'm from Wisconsin. So I grew up in like very small town, Wisconsin. 23, I moved to Texas. I didn't love it. And then 24, I moved to California. And that also, it wasn't just all of a sudden pretty. It was a real big shit show when I got here as well. Kind of just working like dead end jobs. Didn't really know what I was going to do with my life. And at about 26 years old, I decided to start transforming my life, became an entrepreneur. And because of that, just started a lot of like personal growth and personal breakthroughs that led me to being here at 29. And I literally, I'm married now. I got married when I was 28. And yeah, I literally couldn't be, it sounds cheesy, but I couldn't be more like proud of myself at 29, looking back at the person that I was when I was 20. So yeah, it's been a wild ride. That's crazy how much can happen in nine years. How much can happen in a month? Like, honestly, I'm not the same person I was a month ago. And if you would have told me a month ago that the things that are happening for me today would have been happening then, I would have probably just laughed. It's, it's really, really crazy that if you put your mind to it and really commit to like transforming yourself and changing and helping people, it's crazy what can happen for you. And as you're going to close out your 20s soon... What's something that you want to take from your 20s into your 30s? And what's something maybe about 30 that you're really excited about? Okay, so what would I take from my 20s? Honestly, mm-hmm. there's not a single part of, of that 10 or 9 years that I would take back. I would I would do it all over again to be able to end up here right now. And I feel like every single thing, I mean, it sounds super cliche, but like every little thing that happened, like was a lesson and it all happened for a reason. I don't think I would have the same appreciation for the things that I have worked so hard for and have today, had I not been in, you know, that really funky part of like my early twenties. So I would take it all. I would take everything with me from 29 to 30. And what I'm really looking forward to at 30 I don't know. I just honestly, I've been talking to a lot of people and I hear like 30s and 40s is like your prime. I think I like to at least tell myself, I'm like, you haven't peaked yet. <laughs> so I'm hoping like my 30s, I'm, I'm going to continue to grow and continue to learn more about myself and what makes me happy. And I, yeah, I mean, I have, I have my, my husband now, so I eventually we'll start having a family. I'm thinking probably in my 30s, that's something to look forward to, I guess. I'd love for you to go into, you said that like each month you're transforming. Yeah. And what do you think it is that allows you to transform each month? What have you been doing to create those transformations? Uh, making myself uncomfortable. So the second I feel myself getting in a, a new comfort zone, I step out of it and and kind of put a new challenge onto myself. So it's really easy. Like it's our human nature to just remain complacent and and feel safe. That's our ego. We want to stay, our ego wants us to stay safe. And so I did that for, I mean, a good portion of my twenties. I wanted to be safe. I was working these jobs that, yeah, they were making me money, but I was never fulfilled. And, but I, I was safe in the sense that I knew I would have a paycheck kind of thing. But once I started to really challenge myself and step out of that comfort zone, that's when I forced myself to change. And that may not be for everyone. My personality type is that I have to pretty much force myself into things by financially committing to them or committing, like putting myself like on blast and saying like, I'm going to do this so that I'm going to hold myself accountable. But yeah, just really basically creating challenges for myself in order to grow. 
And when you were struggling with anxiety, what did you go to first? And then what did the journey look like finding CBD and finding a solution for it? Yeah, good question. So I was on medication, honestly, for as long as I can remember. I I never have put the blame on my parents, but like when you're young and you live in like a small town that pretty much my parents were just like, whatever is going to help her. And that was medication. So I was having panic attacks and anxiety attacks. And just, I, I was very like, just constantly anxious. And so I went on medication and I was on it for a long time, but it gave me a fog. Like it made me feel like a zombie. I never felt like I was myself. And I would watch all of my friends around me having like big dreams and goals, aspirations of what they wanted to do with their life. And I always thought something was wrong with me because I never had that. And I, I didn't realize, I never like put two and two together that it was a lot to do with my medication. It was just completely fogging who I was. And I was so much more in survival mode than like in a mode of what can I do today to better myself? I was just figuring out like, how was I going to get through the day kind of feeling? So once I was able to, I mean, I moved to California and I, I started seeing obviously other people have more natural forms of medicine and people started telling me, no, like exercise and healthy eating will help with your anxiety. And it did. That was a huge part of it. But when I was able to actually stop taking anxiety medic medication and make the switch over to CBD, it, everything changed. So the first day that I actually tried CBD, my husband recommended it to me and I remember taking it and I had not taken my anxiety medication for the day. And I just felt this release of pressure off my chest that I had like never, ever felt before. It was like, I could finally take a deep breath. And I remember texting him and being like, I feel so good right now. And I was clear. So my, my mind was clear as well. And I went home that day and I poured my anxiety medication down the toilet and I literally have not taken it in a single day since then. When I was on the anxiety medication as well, I was taking something then to help me sleep, something with ADHD. It was like, it wasn't just the one, it was a whole thing of it. So all of that has been removed from my life since I've been able to find a good quality CBD product. And then obviously, like I, I told you before, because of that, I, I was so passionate about what, what it did for me that I wanted to help other people. And so I turned it into a business. And what did the start look like for you of your business? Like, did you know right away you wanted it to be about CBD? Were you worried? Was this, did you start at a time when there was a lot of CBD products out there or was it like before that? Oh, it was a, okay. So it was an absolute shit show at the beginning. <laughs> no, I just had the idea. There was, it was kind of like the age of when everything was just starting to come out. So it was like when, yes, it was very fresh. It was very new. It was the hot thing. I would say it was a, like a tiny bit before it was like, what well, like super, super mainstream, I guess you could say. But I, I, that day, I, the day that I tried it, I, I knew that I wanted to make this into a business. So it was like that same day. And it was only about like a day, maybe two days later that I went like full throttle into making this thing happen. So I was like super like gung ho about it. I was like, this is, I'm going to make this happen. The beginning absolute shit show. I had no idea what I was doing. I did not know how to start a business. I literally Googled how to start a business. And I came home. I remember having my CBD oil and I um, had the manufacturer that I teamed up with create 50, bot 50 little tinctures to start. And I thought, oh, this is, you know, this is bulletproof. There's no way I'm not going to make, uh, do so good at this. I'm going to be rich. <laughs> A little that I know that there is so much more that goes into creating a business than just 
having the product. So I think it took me four months to sell those first 50 tinctures. And now we sell 50 tinctures at, I mean, at minimum a day. So it's, yeah, it was it was a very slow start. I was very scared. I had no idea what I was doing. And I will say as well, I wasn't fully committed because I was afraid of failure. So that was a huge part of why it was such a slow moving process at the beginning. And were you ever worried like stepping into being a business owner? Like, do I know enough to do this? Or am I qualified enough to do this? Oh, every single day I had imposter syndrome. Like I was, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Especially as a 26 year old girl going into like the cannabis industry per se. I, first of all, I'm like, I just know about this. I just know how this product helped me. So obviously I did tons and tons of research to learn the ins and outs of CBD, but like, we still don't know the ins and outs of CBD. It's we're learning new information about it every day. I knew like the basics, but I was so hung up on not knowing everything that I talked myself into feeling like I don't belong here. And the truth is that I didn't want, I, I didn't want my business to be like, I am the scientist. Listen to me. I wanted it to be like, this has helped me. I want to help you. And so once I kind of embraced that everything, like the business really took off instead of me hiding behind it and feeling like I was too afraid to put myself out there and talk about it. Cause I didn't want to be asked questions that I didn't know. Now, if somebody asked me a question about CBD that I didn't know, I would just say, i I don't know. Do you like, (laughs) can you inform me? Cause they're, they're, like I said, it's, it's, it's a lot to understand, but you can't get hung up on that because you're never going to know the most. As long as you're passionate about it and you're, you know, you're, you have a good intent with trying to help people, you're going to be fine. After you started with that first product, when you were investing in that first product, were you ever worried like, what if this doesn't sell? Like, were you doing your business and working at the same time? What did that look like as well? Yeah. So I quit my job. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. I was super worried it wasn't going to sell. And then I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to know what to do, but thankfully I, I knew too, that like my husband had my back too, because he just really believed in me. And so like, huge props to him because like, I did know that like, if I fail at this, like I can always go back to work, you know, that's, that was kind of like in the back of my mind, but I did pretty much fail at it. I mean, for the first, I didn't give up. That's I I kept going, but I, I did fail for the first almost a year. I was not successfully like running the business to the caliber that it should have been run at because I was scared. So yeah, I let fear completely control almost the first whole year of running that business. And then I started, I really, really kind of buckled down on myself and started doing a lot of like self-work and figuring out like where that fear was coming from. And after that, once I I fully committed to it, that's when everything really transformed. And do you think working on yourself is the same as working on your business? I think they go hand in hand. So when I am a better, when I work on my business, I should say, I am transforming myself as well because I'm putting myself in those uncomfortable situations to learn more and grow more. And like I said, because of that, it is like, it's reflecting onto me. I'm changing as a person because my business is forcing me to change. And then as I change as a person, my business changes as well. And I think to truly keep up with like a growing business, you need to keep growing yourself. And 
I say this all the time, but people buy from people. Like if I'm not making myself the best version of me, like I'm going to lose my customers because people want to buy from someone that like radiates like good energy. And if I don't, if I can't, you know, have that inside of me, then people are going to see that. Right now, what's your favorite product that you've created? The, uh, the gummies, the sweat, the, yeah, my company is called sweat CBD. So the gummies are amazing. Everybody like just raves about them because they actually freaking work. Like I have tried so many CBD gummies before and they're like usually like five milligrams, 10 milligrams. And I have to eat like a handful of them to get the like anxiety relief or help with sleep or muscle recovery that I'm looking for. And what we do differently is we actually infuse the gummies. So in each gummy, there's either 25 milligrams, 50 milligrams, or a hundred milligrams in each individual gummy. So you're only having to take one gummy and it actually works. And you can feel the effects within 15 to 20 minutes. And the reason I obviously love the product so much is because I I love giving it to somebody who had never has never tried a CBD product before. And they're super skeptical. I used to go to like farmers markets and trade shows and do all that stuff. And I would stand out there for like eight hours a day. And I would, you know, talk to people as they came by and offer them samples. And some people would just, oh, I don't, uh, people, people would be like, oh no, I don't do drugs or <laughs> so just funny answers. And obviously a lot of people were skeptical and that's totally fine. But once I could convince them, you know, it's not going to get you high. It, there's, it's non-psychoactive. Like you're not going to have the same effects as like smoking marijuana. They would try it and they would come back 15 minutes later and be like, wow, or something, tell me something like, you know, my knees have been hurting me for like 15 years. And this is the first time I've felt relief from that. So thank you. So just, I love the, the customer testimonials that go along with these products as well. It's so gratifying to me to be able to like sell someone a product and have them come back to you within sometimes minutes, sometimes days, sometimes weeks and say, wow, thank you so much. And how many, how many milligrams is good to have per day? Like, how do you judge how much you should be having? So CBD is really funny like that because every single person is going to have a a different, like need for a dosage. So we all have an endocannabinoid system and it's all going to react to CBD differently. So for instance, my husband is like 6'3", he's like 250 pounds and he could take like a little bit of CBD and be like, that's good. But that is because he's never taken, he doesn't take like over-the-counter medications. He's never taken, he's taken antibiotics maybe like one or two times in his life. And he's not, any, he's not on any other kind of medication. So his receptors are very sensitive to CBD. Whereas someone like me who had been on medication for a long time in my life, Uh, my receptors are not as sensitive. So I'm going to have to take more. So it doesn't even necessarily correlate to like your height and your weight. It's more so like your makeup and your body chemistry. And what do you tell someone who's maybe like skeptical about CBD or thinks like they're going to get high or something? How do you explain it to them? That's, it's really, it's really like person specific because each person is kind of, it's, I've really, what I've come to learn is that CBD is like a really sensitive thing. Like when someone's talking to you about it or actually interested in it, it's usually because they have something that they need help with. Like they need help with sleep or anxiety or they're in a lot of pain or something of the, something of the like. And what you really have to like tailor the conversation to the person judging on like where their fear is coming from. So 
I honestly, a lot of the times I tell the story of like my grandma. So like my grandma's 86 years old and she obviously was like skeptical when I told her like, grandma, this will actually really help you. She has arthritis. So, and she was obviously very skeptical. Like she didn't know she associated it with marijuana, which I understand people do. I, people, it, it's not so, it's not so common now, but at the beginning of it, it, it really was. But I tell them, my grandma takes this every single day, twice a day. She now, before she started taking it, she was not able to hardly walk, I don't know, a half a mile. And now she's walking five miles a day as an 86-year-old. She goes to the gym every day. So I always tell that story. And for some reason, that really makes people feel a lot better. Like if an 86-year-old woman is going to wake up and take a CBD gummy, like I should probably be okay. But you really just have to like be understanding of where people's fear is coming from and, and relate to them. And then I guess softly tell them, you know, the statistics and facts behind how it won't make them high, if that makes sense. What are some of the benefits you've noticed that your customers have experienced from it? Yeah. Maybe some that you weren't expecting as well. Oh, that's a good question. Well, I guess I always give myself as a personal example, like I started taking it for anxiety. And the reason that I decided to name the product sweat is because people don't even realize my background is in health and fitness. So a lot of people don't realize the benefits it does have for being, well, obviously being healthier, but for your fitness routine as well. So it's going to help with residual soreness. So if you are like going, if you're trying to work out like day after day, sometimes it's hard to keep going after like day three because you're very, your muscles are very sore. So it's an anti-inflammatory is stronger than tw- or 20 times stronger than taking aspirin or ibuprofen for inflammation. So it helps speed up the, or speed up your muscle recovery. A lot of people also experience like what we call performance anxiety. And that really keeps a lot of people from starting a fitness routine in the first place because they get so anxious about either going to the gym or they talk themselves out of going out on a run or a walk because because their mind is just spinning a million miles an hour. So a lot of people have seen benefits by actually taking a CBD gummy or the CBD oil before they start their workout. And it really just kind of like eases your mind and allows you to just relax and go into it feeling like you should, you should enjoy it. So there's a ton of benefits related to fitness that I think a lot of people never saw or underestimated. So that's, it is why I called it sweat CBD to really like focus on that industry. But I hadn't realized when I started taking it for anxiety that it would do that. It would help me for, with sleep. It actually helps me focus a lot, I've noticed. So being a super, super busy entrepreneur, I need to like stay focused. And I am very ADD, ADHD, and it really calms my brain down. And it lets me focus for hours at a time rather than you know five minutes here and then looking at a bird flying by. <laughs> Is there any difference if you use the oil versus if you use the gummy? Like no, there there, it's, it's essentially the same product. So they're the same product, but every person is going to react differently depending on how they ingest it. So the oil that you take it under your tongue, you take it sublingually and the gummy obviously is being digested through your stomach line. So each person, like I said, is going to react to it differently. I notice a stronger, like, reaction or stronger benefits from the gummies, but I have a, I have an equal like 50, 50 split with the amount of customers who say the oil works better for them. The gummies work better for them. So 
again, it's very person specific, but they are essentially the same CBD, just ingested in different ways. Have you ever had someone who came, maybe came from like a different, they were trying a different product and maybe they weren't trying enough or something, or they noticed that it was like a really small dosage and then they move to your product and they notice like, oh, this actually works. Oh yeah. Having that before. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and it's such a, like, it, it's like the best feeling, honestly, when someone is like, oh no, I gave up on CBD. I've, I've, I've tried it before. It didn't work for me. And I will be like, I just, you need to give it one last shot. You need to try this. And then they're like, Wow. And so I actually started an affiliate program back in April and we actually had quite a few affiliates come over to uh, come to be a sweat CBD affiliate that were once an affiliate for another CBD company. And they had said that, you know, they liked the, they liked what the product did for other people, but they never felt the effects of it. And so now they can actually, you know, talk about it in a way that is like, relatable because it actually works for them. I love to go back when you said your husband was really supportive when you were first starting the business. Yeah. Let's say someone, they have a partner who's starting a business and they want to really be able to support them through it. What advice would you give them? That's like, it's, it's a hard thing to do. It's a really hard thing to do because you have to have like so much faith in that person, not necessarily what they're doing. So I know my husband, like he, he had faith in me as a person, it wasn't so much like he thought sweat CBD was going to be this massive thing that was going to make us rich and set us up for life. It's that he knew how resilient and like how determined I was. And so because of that, he knew that even if I didn't get what I wanted out of sweat CBD, that I was going to learn so much and grow so much and get the absolute most out of this experience that I would take that on to be successful in other ways. And yeah, I mean, for someone... I, I guess, yeah, for someone that's like looking for that quality in a partner or wants to be that for a partner, I think it's just that. I think it's just believe, like believing and trusting in that person that this might not be their one thing, but they're going to have to like go through that in order to learn who they are and learn what their strengths and weaknesses are. And how did you meet your husband? We met through mutual friends, actually, and he told me he was going to marry me on the first day that... Um, that we met. And I thought he was creepy as hell because that's a really weird thing to say to somebody. (laughs) And our first date ended up lasting five days. So obviously I didn't think he was that creepy, (laughs) but it was just a little off-putting. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) What's something about him that really stood out to you? He has this same like passion to be, to have a lot out of life that I do. So when I, when I decided that like he was going to be the person I was going to be with forever, when I realized that I should say, it was because I realized that there would be no complacency in our life. Like I, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be 50, 60 years old going, I wish I would have done more, or I wish I would have done these things because we fill our lives up with so much. just because we both live with like a, we aren't guaranteed tomorrow kind of attitude. And I've never even met a friend like that. So to have a partner like that is so cool because yeah, I know that like even the idea of like possibly having children, I've always been, I've always been, no, I don't want kids. And so has he actually, but I realize now that even when we have kids or a kid, if one, two, I don't know that, our, our life is still going to stay exciting and 
just different than like the status quo because we're both not like the person that just like goes with the flow like we just are just like sticks to a a plan we just do what makes us feel good all the time is there any like personal development rituals or any things you guys do together well we we have like so much time together because we both own our own businesses so I feel like we're always growing together and we always are I mean we're constantly talking all day and sharing things with each other like dreaming big I think that's like the biggest thing that we do together like when we accomplish one goal we're like okay what are you what are you doing next to better yourself and like what am I doing next to better myself so we really hold each other accountable and we feed off of each other's wins so if he's doing really really good it there's no way that I'm just sitting on the couch eating Doritos, you know, and, and vice versa. Like I want to keep up with that. And then when I'm doing really good, he wants to keep up with that. So I think it's, I think that in itself is, is huge. And that really helps us like continually be growing with each other. And do you think it helps that you guys both own businesses? So you guys both understood each other in a different level? Well, when I met him, I didn't. So, so when I met him, I didn't, I was a lost little puppy like that. Had, like I said, I was just working like dead end jobs and just not, not happy. Like in, I wasn't personally fulfilled. I wasn't personally, personally fulfilling myself. I should say, I think a lot of that I learned from him actually, but I know it was inside of me. I think like the universe guided us together so that he could bring that out of me. I love the video you made about a time that you fucked up and (laughs) what you learned from it. And if you could share like some times with us and maybe some things that you learned from those experiences. Okay. Well, I mean, in life or, and business, I, (laughs) oh my God, where do I start? There's been so many things I've done in my life, like in my twenties, really, that I have been like, just, it could have, things could have ruined my life. I've been careless, reckless, dumb, um, inconsiderate, just all of the things in, in my life. Um, in my business, I've messed up a lot of times, but like I said earlier, they're all of those things I would do again. Um, business wise, not the life ones. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do those again. I learned my lesson, (laughs) but the things in my business, like I had to, I had to go through those in order to to get the lesson out of them. Like you have to fail to learn how not to fail. That it sounds kind of funny, but you really do have to like fall down a couple times in order to be able to move forward. And if you don't, then you're going to live in fear of failure and you're never going to make any progress. So specifically in my business, I have invested a lot of money into areas that I thought would, would help my business and would, would thought, I thought would help me grow. And it ended up being just a scam. I mean, I probably lost close to like 30, $40,000 just um, listening to people that I shouldn't listen to and people taking advantage of me as a 26 year old girl in the CBD industry. I looked like you could just walk all over me and I'm a completely different person now than I was even when I started, but I was very vulnerable and yeah, I, I listened to the wrong people. I let people take advantage of my kindness and I'd say that, I mean, that in general, it's not so specific, but yeah, life and business, I've fucked up a lot. (laughs) And when you listened to those people, did you have a feeling that you shouldn't listen to them? I think I wasn't in, I I don't think I was in touch enough with myself at that point. So like 
now there's like a voice inside of me that I don't ignore, but I feel like I, at that point in my life, I had been ignoring the voice inside of me for so long that I just learned to like kind of shut it out. And yeah, I, I've, I've gotten that, I've, I've gained that back now, but no, I was, I, I let people brainwash me all the time when I was younger, all the time, business, love- relationships, everything. <laughs> And if you had to give one piece of advice to someone who's looking to start their first business, what advice would you give them? I always say, just, just start. You just have to start somewhere. Don't wait for it to be perfect because it's never going to be. And it's, you're going to fail. Like I keep saying, you're going to fail. And if you just hold off on that and you, and you kind of like avoid the failure, it's going to happen to you at some point. And it's probably going to be worse down the road. So you might as well get it over with. Like you, don't wait for it to be perfect. I waited way too long to put my product out to people. I waited way too long to really go all in on my business because I was afraid of what people would think. I was afraid of failing. I was afraid of losing money. I was afraid of all the things, but just starting, like you're going to learn the best lessons. I've gotten more of an education out of the last three years of my life than I did college, high school, middle school, elementary school combined. You just have to start, just go, just go for it. And I'd love for you to go into your podcast. Is it figuring it out? Figuring it out. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say figure, but I was like, I think it's figuring it out. Okay. Figuring it out. When was like a point in your life that you're like, I'm allowed to just figure it out along the way. I don't have to have all my shit together. And when, yeah, go into that story. Like when was the time where you realized that you're allowed to figure it out along the way versus having to have it all together? Yeah. So when I, when I had the idea of starting a podcast, I put it off because I didn't want to, I didn't think I knew enough. I was like, what am I going to talk about? Like, I'm not an expert enough on anything. And then um, I was actually in a really awesome um, mastermind, like business mastermind, where I really kind of, I realized it was okay to not know everything. And that I was much better at, instead of teaching people, I was much better at peer to peer kind of like relatability. And so it kind of clicked for me that I don't need to be like a teacher on a podcast. I don't necessarily need to be like, follow my lead or X, uh, you know, bullet points. Here's how you do whatever. I realized that I'm, I'm one of my strong points is that I, I can relate to people really well, no matter what kind of a person it is. And I'm able to build relationships with people well because of that. So why not? take that idea and put it into a podcast and come and approach this as I'm not saying, you know, I'm the know-all be-all here, but I'm telling you, here's the mistakes I've made. Here's the things that I've overcome. Let me help you get through them faster. And then I'll bring on really awesome, influential and successful people who can then help us both get through obstacles together. And so I'm not just preaching to people. I'm actually bringing on people who can teach me as well. So there's almost like a part of it that, you know, I'm taking a lot out of every episode and it really took the pressure off (laughs) for me to start too, knowing that I didn't have to be this like, you know, master of something in order to speak on it. And what have been like some of the things that you've learned from your guests and some of your favorite moments from your podcast? So, so far I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of entrepreneurs on there, but I've had a lot of really different kinds of entrepreneurs. So it's been like a full spectrum kind of different top of of different topics that I've learned. I mean, we've had everything from like uh, my actual business mentor, like the person that who 
really has kind of transformed, I feel like, entrepreneurship for me. I was able to have him on last week. So I learned um, so much. We talk uh, talk about a, a lot about like not having negativity around like wanting to make money. I think that's something really cool that, that I've talked about with quite a few guests. And I had a confidence coach on there, someone who helped me kind of have a, a personal breakthrough, even realizing where some of my insecurities were coming from all the way back to my childhood. I've had on just people from like all different walks of life, but they all kind of have like a similar theme. So to be honest, I've learned something from every one of them. Is there anything that kind of surprised you about any of your guests? Like anything you weren't expecting or expecting to hear from them? Yeah, actually. So I had um, Dr. Jade Tita is his name. He is, um, he's like a nutritionist and he, when he talks, you would think like, if you look at him, he is like a really like buff dude and just looks like super rough exterior. But when I talked to him, he is so emotionally intelligent that I was just shocked at our interview. Like the, the depth to him really surprised me. And it was an awesome conversation. And he actually, after we like ended up, um, or I'm sorry, after we ended the recording, we actually had like an even deeper conversation just about like life and things and I was just shocked by him as a person. So that episode was really surprising to me. But yeah, they've all honestly been really equally great to me. I, I don't even think that there's one so far that I could like say, like, that's the best one. Is something that brings you joy? Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> honestly, this is going to be a really f- funny answer, but I have two. I have two. Food. I am a huge foodie. I love to eat. I love to cook. I'm not like the best cook, but I, I mean, I'll eat my own cooking, but my husband and I's hobby is like literally eating. Like that's what we do for fun. We plan our days. We plan our trips around what are we going to eat? So food brings me a lot of joy and my family, my family, obviously including him as well, but my mom, dad, and my two brothers, like that's my whole world. So I would say those two things. Someone who's maybe looking to call in a relationship like you have, what advice would you give them? Be like authentically you, like to a fault. I, when I first met my husband, actually, I tried to like push him away for a long time just by being like, I'm a, I'm a very weird, I'm a weirdo. I act very goofy, just like probably like too much. (laughs) And yeah, I just, I was so like authentically me I'm not necessarily like, I'm not very polite sometimes. I'm, I can be a bit vulgar. I, you know, all things that you would think would not attract a man, <laughs> but it did. So then I knew obviously he was a, a, a keeper and the right one because I feel like every other relationship I was in in my life, I was always being something for that person, trying to make myself better in a certain way to please another person. And I can only imagine what I would feel like now had those relationships continued, but it's just a really good feeling to know that you can like be so authentically yourself and say everything that's on your mind and someone still like loves and appreciates that. So I feel like if you, if you really want to attract like the kind of partner that is like going to give you like the most fulfillment, like for a long period of time. You have to just be so you. And if they don't like that, then you don't want to be with them anyways. And I know that's so cliche, but like, it's like when we were little, like when you're a little kid, like, do you want to force someone to be your friend that doesn't want to be your friend? I mean, when you tell someone that when they're little, like they're going to 
it's that's going to be like hard to it's going to not really resonate with them but now that we're older and can look back at that it's like why did i ever force a friendship if they didn't like me they didn't like me but yeah i think just being like so much yourself and did you have a realization that you weren't being you in relationships did you have like a realization that like oh yeah start being me oh yeah oh my god yeah i was yeah i was like conforming to what each relationship I was in and this doesn't just go for like my boy my ex-boyfriends this goes to like even friendships like I was trying to be what those people wanted and I knew it too but I was I I don't think I had the confidence in myself that if I was to act how I wanted to act or say what I wanted to say that those people would still like me and so yeah I mean obviously at that point in my life I needed there was so much self-work that needed to be done because once you realize like what, like the value of yourself and you like build up the confidence you have in yourself, you, your standards of what you expect in people changes as well. Is something you're manifesting right now? I am manifesting my dream home back in the Midwest by my family. So like I said, I live in California, my husband and I do, and it's not only my dream, but it's actually his dream as well. So he wants to go back and live a quieter, more simple and just like spacious life. Cause in, when you live in LA, you are like, I mean, my neighbor could yell right now and we would be like having a like face-to-face conversation. So it's, it's, it's not something that like we love. We, we actually um, bought a house in uh, Arizona last January. And so we spend quite a bit of time out there as well, but we just have such, we just realized we have such a different feeling when we're there and have like space and can actually just like, just breathe and there's silence. And we honestly didn't realize how much we loved it until we were spending more time out there. But yeah, I'm manifesting. Like I literally close my eyes and think about it every single day. What exactly what it's going to look like when you walk in the front door of that house and I can just see like my life growing there. And, and I'm so ready for that. What is something that you're learning right now? I am learning the ins and outs of being a business mentor and even more a little bit bigger than that i'm learning how to monetize your strengths so i always thought that there were certain things in my life that like just came or i i didn't even realize i guess these that certain things in my life came easy to me and i didn't really equate those to being strengths So now I'm realizing that those things that come easy to me might not come easy to someone else. And because of that, I have so much to offer other people. And this goes for everyone listening. Like you have something that you can offer somebody. So don't take for granted all the things that you are good at or come easy to you because they don't come easy to everyone else. So in a bigger sense, even more than just like that specific thing, like I'm learning that there's so much that I... I can offer and I can turn into a business or monetize because like I said, it it doesn't just come as easy as I thought it did to everyone else. So more specifically right now, I am starting to do a lot of like business mentoring and it scared me at first because I, again, thought that how could that, like, how can that person not have this same skill set like they're smarter than me they're more successful than me but there might be certain little things that 
they don't understand or they don't know how to do yet that you can help them with. What is something that most people don't know about you? Oh, oh my God. That, why is that such a hard question? I'm like, I'm a lot more sensitive, I think, than, than people know. I, th- I take words to heart more than I think I portray because I grew up with two brothers. And so I, I feel like I've always had a very like masculine energy and very like rough, kind of like tomboyish exterior where I like, pre- I don't know, it's not a pretend, like I'm not pretending that things don't bother me, but I brush things off. But then I think about those things for a long time. So I think I'm a lot more sensitive than, than a lot of people know. And so like, sometimes people will like, you know, joke around with me or say things. And I love, I love that like lightheartedness, but I I don't think people realize that I think about like probably what they joked about for like two weeks. <laughs> if someone came to you and they wanted to become happier, what advice would you give them? Oh, that's such a good question too. I would say to stop putting so much pressure on like the day to day of your life and don't like don't like think that every day has to be like a big grand slam like if you're doing little things every day to take care of yourself take care of your health and progress yourself in some area of your life like you are going to find happiness and you're going to find success i know personally i used to get so hung up on i thought that everything needed to happen like right now and i would make myself miserable and get so like down on myself because i didn't know what i was doing wrong but i didn't realize that all those little things that i was doing every day to be better and be happier in the long run, we're adding up. And, and now it's, you know, it, it takes a while, but it all starts to click after a while. And if you were to go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self, what advice would you give her? Just be patient, like be patient and, and be confident in the person that you are, because you have a lot to offer the world and you're going to find it. Like it's, it might take you a little bit longer than you expected, but you will find what you're good at in your purpose and you will find happiness. Just, just keep going. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Thank you so much. I like almost, I was here. (laughs) (laughs) Where can people connect with you online? Sure. So my Instagram is uh, at Kelsey.Ayers and Ayers is E-Y-E-R-S. Um, and then also at Sweat CBD is my business. Um, and then you can find my podcast on figuringitoutpod.com. And you can also find my CBD products at sweatcbd.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.